All right, everybody, we're live. Not doing a typical video intro today um, because I want to give the special or specific intro to this live stream in particular. Uh, if you haven't heard this story, the story of Kayla Pollock, you're, you're going to hear it today. It's it, rage-inducing is not um, the an adequate description. It's almost beyond comprehension, and we'll get into the details in a bit. Uh, I'm going to try to find the the video of one of the recordings which we're going to play during this stream when Kayla tells her story. The um, the preface that I want to give for this stream is if you're inclined, like typically Rumble rants and super chats and 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 tips and locals, instead of doing that, please don't. And the link to Kayla's Give Send Go is in the pinned comment on YouTube, and I just posted it there again. Because this is, it's, it's beyond atrocious what the government did, has done, and continues to do. And there's several elements of this story in terms of raising awareness of people's uh, experiences in general. You know, the, documenting and memorializing for an eternity so that these stories uh, don't remain stories and people understand what people have gone through. And then there's the other reality that Kayla is now living a life that the, the requires, it's not, it's, not, it's not even a question of compensation for, for injury, you know, in the, in the punitive or compensatory sense. She's got a life of expenses that uh, did not exist prior to this event. And the government, beyond leaving her high and dry, we're going to get into it. Um, I'll also preface this by saying YouTube overloads. I'm leaving this, we're doing this live on YouTube, Rumble, and vivabarnslaw.locals.com. Um, and the reason is so that this story is shared far and wide, memorialized, and so that Kayla has the maximum exposure uh, for the Give, Send, Go campaign for her current and future needs and uh, be damned with any bullshit censorship on YouTube. The rules are, I know the rules. I took the re-education camp. I, I re-watched my video. The rules are that people are allowed sharing their own personal experiences and personal stories. There will be no medical advice in any of this. There will be no uh, recommendations or suggesting medical interference, inter interventions, full stop. This is Kayla telling the world what she's gone through, what she continues to go through, and what the, it's about to swear again, Canadian government is making her go through. So that's the intro, that's the, uh, those are the caveats. So the link to the Give, Send, Go is there. Share it far and wide, please. Now, Kayla is going to, I'm going to come bring Kayla in and uh, we're going to do this. Uh, I didn't tweet this out before we went live. Anyways, tweet it out and let everyone know that we're live, but this is, this is, um, we're, we're, this is happening now. All right, Kayla, I'm bringing you in in three, two, one. Kayla, nice to meet you. Well, we, we met briefly for two minutes before. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. No, thanks for having me. Or we'll, we'll, I say we start from the beginning. We're not going to really start from the beginning of, of all of all time. But uh, you know, for those who don't know who you are, haven't heard of you, uh, let's do thirty thousand foot overview, and then we're going to get into the details of what ha what happened to you. Um, yeah, basically, I was someone who got very lucky growing up and got to work with uh, exotic animals. So I worked with lions and monkeys and big cats especially and um, parrots and you know I got very lucky in what I was able to do 
Um, and when I had my son, somebody said to me, well, my family said, do you really think that's the, the smartest job to have when you have a, you know, a son who needs you? And I, I, I love my job, but I thought, no, it's not. So I traded in lions and went for kindergarten children instead. And I got to tell you, I don't know which ones bite more. <laughs> I mean, I've never been bit by a lion, but um, lots of parrot bites. But I'm not sure which ones were more difficult to deal with. But uh, I loved, absolutely, I worked for the school board uh, in my area for four years and uh, absolutely loved my job. Um, it's a, I lived in a really small community, so my son went to school at the school that I worked at. So I knew all his friends and he knew where my classroom, where my work was. So he'd always stop in my classroom and I'd go into his sometimes with tortoises or something that was, you know, okay to have at home. And uh, his stepmom worked at the sister school. So he's going to be lucky in high school when he doesn't have uh, a mother following him around, I think. You're, um, I was going to make a joke that you traded one group of wild animals for another. I did. <laughs> it's not a joke. I really did. Uh, so you're, you are from Ontario, right? I am from Ontario. Yeah, from Ontario. What would you, do you, you mentioned, I don't know if you've mentioned the town. Do you mention the town? Uh, right now I'm from Bradford, but I used to be from Mount Albert, Ontario, which is a small town. I, I swear to you, I think I've been through Mount Albert. This really? Is, north, is it northern Ontario? Yeah. Let me, would that be anywhere near the, the road through or to Timmins? No. Oh, I don't think so. Sounds it sounds very. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna look up a map in a second. So you're from? I I don't think so. Um, I sorry, that's my Apple Watch. Don't I highly about. doubt it. Uh, I turned off all my devices, but you know what? I don't know how to turn off Apple Watch. <laughs> well, I, but, say, uh, well, currently in Florida, we're going through an AT and T outage. Oh um, dear. Oh no, it's back. It's back. Look at that. Okay, just like that. It was it was gone all morning, and there was some. Everyone was prepping for you know uh, the, the the next uh, the next uh, <laughs> the yeah next global shutdown. Yeah, that's okay, so, right. So you you um do am I allowed to ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 37 now. Okay, and so you were you, you went from you sent me a bunch of pictures yesterday. And it's amazing. We had like lions and and working with animals, and I can see them in the back in the backdrop. Oh uh, yeah, there is. And so how there. long were you teaching for? Uh, I wasn't teaching, but I did work at a school with youngsters, so. Um, I helped with their behavioral issues more so and supervised them, depending on what I was doing that day. Um, but um, I did that for four years. Okay. So, um, and I loved it. I was 500 meters away from work, so the commute was good. And, um, you know, there was parks everywhere. You know, everything was wheelchair accessible there too, which is so ironic. Because where I live now, nothing's accessible. I can't even get out of my door uh, by myself or onto my porch by myself or do almost anything by myself now, but we can get into that. Yeah. Soon. Well, well, that's, that's all right. So, I mean, I guess now, um, but this, all of this happened give, about two years ago now, two years ago today. It's two years ago. I, I did not know that this is uh, yep. two years to the day. Yeah. Uh, by the, when this happens, your kid is eight years old, give or take. When this happened, my my son was seven. Yeah, seven. So I mean, let's let's go all the way back. Uh, I guess starting the pandemic. Pandemic hits, everything gets shut down. What what were you doing for work at the time, and then what were you doing during the pandemic? Um, part of the time, I was actually able to work, depending on what Ontario was doing with their school system. 
at the time. Um, so we, we wore like uh, atrocious masks with visors over them. I mean, we looked like we worked at the ER as staff. And then I was constantly squirting kids in the eyes with sanitizer by accident, feeling like a terrible person. They come to help kids and I'm like squirting them with alcohol in the eyes and everything smells like tequila. And we're, you know, we're, we're washing down the toys with like Javex and, and no one's pencils can touch each other. It's just, it's chaos. And, and it's scary and you're, and you know, but I loved my job. I didn't want to sit at home. Um, and then when I wasn't at work, um, Ontario at least had ruled um, as far as court systems and, and uh, if you'd had any like um, uh, child custody issues in the past, or even if you didn't have custody issues, you were just in a separ separation agreement or something, or you just had a verbal agreement where your child went back and forth to one parent to another's house. Um, Ontario, at least I know, had ruled that that was not considered, like you were considered one cohort. So legally, your child could go back and forth between the two houses. So at this time, I'm type 1 diabetic. I have been since I'm 11. And um, so I have an autoimmune disease already. And um, of course, the news is going off. And at this point in time, I mean, I had a, a child, but I didn't know anything about media censorship. I didn't know that when you watch like a certain news channel, it might be paid for by a certain political party or when you, I, I wasn't aware of that. I really just had never been, it's never something that's come up in a discussion in my life. So as much as I was very much aware of, you know, the WHO going on TV and what our politicians were saying and what our, um, you know, what our Ministry of Health was saying and what our rules were. I mean, I found it a little silly that, you know, we might get arrested if we went to, you know, our neighbor's house or sorry, our family's house for uh, Christmas. But, you know, most people were either really keeping their distance or they were like really opposite. Um, I would say like 99% of the people around here wore, wore masks, no problem. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without one. So we, in the meantime, I was still having my son. His dad and I didn't have any issues. His dad and I get along really well. Um, so we weren't having any issues with him going back and forth. But I, I got to be honest, it scared me a little bit because I think his, his dad might have been, his dad has a bigger family um, where of people that that he just does. So um, how big his cohort was versus how big mine was, it just came down to that. It was not anyone breaking rules or not breaking them or following them or not. It was, it just came down to that. So I, I started to get a little worried that, uh, you know, I mean, kids are German fested anyway, my own kid, but I wasn't going to be staying away from my son. That was never an option. It was never something I thought about. I didn't even want to stay away from work. So, um, you know, at, yeah, I, I guess things stayed pretty normal. I mean, I guess it would, some of it was kind of entertaining. We had online schooling, so my son would get his computer out and he'd be like falling asleep at the computer, bored out of his mind. 
And then all the kids would go crazy in the classroom. But since I worked at the, the school, I was able to just sort of pop on there and everyone would just go silent as if I had authority. And I thought it was really funny that my son was at the time in like grade two and in grade three, I believe, or grade, maybe he was in grade, uh, grade one and grade two or whatever. But I didn't have any authority in his classroom. Like I didn't work in his classroom, but I guess because I worked at the school, they would all like be silent because they thought like, what was I going to do through the computer screen? So I just thought it was funny when my son and I would joke about it. He's like, mom, do it again. So, you know, it would be kind of funny, but yeah, everything stayed kind of normal in that way. Mental health was a real issue around, around um, everybody. I mean, I mean, you were literally locked in your house and for me, um, I was alone all the time. So I'm locked in my house when I don't have my son. I'm sitting here like thinking like how much more of the news do I want to watch, you know? So there, it was, I, I honestly, it was, it was like very yeah, depressing. It was psychological torment. I, I, I was just talking with someone it was. this morning, like in order to, in order to not manipulate, but in order to get people to line up for this procedure, which was the only way out, it, it took three years of, I was, I was making a joke. It took three years of a, of a increasing death count in the chirons of, of, of news outlets. Someone in the chat says uh, children are not, oh no, it said children are not German fested. That's propaganda. I got kids, man. I tell you uh, one thing, I they're mean, dirty. <laughs> when one kid goes down in a classroom, the whole Everybody. classroom uh, is missing the next day. I, I, I didn't mean German fested. It was a joke. It's all a joke, but kids always have sniffles. They need they to get always have, they, Yeah, they've, but I think my immune system was actually better when I worked at the school, to be really honest. Yeah, but you, had, you, had expo you get exposure. You I, get exposure I, to a lot of different things. No doctor, no medical advice. But so bottom line, I mean, like, right. your, your experience going through this, it's, it's, it's the same as everyone else's. It was the same. May, maybe I say in that maybe a little bit more. I think solitude. it was a little more scary in some ways because I was being told that if you have an autoimmune disorder or something, You're you should at, especially be getting vaccinated because you could die if you got COVID, if you had an autoimmune disorder. And, and just to be clear, the autoimmune disorder is type, type, type one, one diabetes? Type one diabetes, what is it? yeah. I, I, I'm mildly ignorant. I know it has to do with insulin levels. What type one versus it, type two diabetes? Type is. two, it might as well just be a whole different disease. Type one is something where you have, um, it's, you, it used to be that you used to get it only in childhood. Something has changed that. When I was a kid, like I'm 37 years old, when I was a kid, there was no such thing as someone being diagnosed over 20. Now it happens all the time and they say it's type one. I don't know what's going on with that. But basically it's an autoimmune disorder. It can be genetically passed on through generations. Um, I was adopted, so um, I wasn't sure that mine was. Um, I later found out that it, it was um, genetic. But so you had the type one. When, when did you get diagnosed with that? I was 11 at the time. But I mean, okay. it didn't stop me from leading a healthy life. I have devices on me. So you hear little beeps on me. That's just my insulin pump or I have things that are attached to my body. Like I have needle that that is in my skin all the time and a device that delivers insulin. And it talks to another little robot on my on my skin that tells it what my blood sugar is, which is also a needle. So with that device, which uh, Ontario was not paying for those for a long time. So there was no way that I could afford them. I mean, these things cost like $600 a month just to, to operate one. 
And then uh, I believe it's another $700 roughly a month to operate the other. So that's just, that wasn't in my budget. So um, these are not things that you can just buy. But then Ontario, you know, changed some of its guidelines and I was able to get these devices. And you know what, uh, as far as uh, living a daily healthy life, I, I mean, I did it. I hiked, I, I did all the things with, with the children. I, I still, I trained service dogs and guide dogs. I, I did a lot of different things and I was a mom. So I was always go, 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 because that's what happens when you're a mom. Um, you know, even if it was dad's time, you know, I was always, I was, always, I loved to be outside. It was, it was, I spent the majority of my life in the country um and that's where my my love of, of being outside is is about that and so um so yeah now so i say it's relevant in that yeah but we were told you know underlying comorbidities uh exactly would, would contribute to risk factors and um, yes so you, you go and you get the first two shots without incident and they were the pfizer's yeah and i only got those because first of all i had a i had a father in long-term care who was dying um, you know, people say, well, you know, you were adopted. He wasn't your real dad. If someone raises you for your whole life, since you're 10 months old, that's your father. And my father was in long-term care and he was, he was passing away and, and quite quickly. And we knew he only had, you know, not so much time. And that was part of it. I also, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was mandatory, if I'm not mistaken, looking back, that if you worked at the school board, I believed, because I believe that's um, because of the government, uh, if you worked for government or anything, I think, I believe the school board was also, it was either mandatory or it was becoming mandatory. So you had to have your vaccines for that. And, and, and so you just, also, to, to, like, to stop. To stop yeah, you on your dad, ahead. first of all, I don't know who would say that an adopted parent is not, um, you know, it, oh, is not to be, well, the internet's filled with trolls and we have to, yeah. in as much as not pay attention to them, not give them any attention, but so it's all you know, new to it, me. Oh, no, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm flabbergasted is as, as the sheer cruelty of some of the trolling that I've now seen through, you know, through everybody. Cruelty, yeah. like there's, there's no other way. It's not trolling, it's inhumane psychological cruelty. And I can't imagine what a person sitting on the under the other end of their computer derives from, from pleasure of that. But so you're, you're it's your dad- been hard. Yeah, it's been hard to watch, but at the other at the other end of it, I've also had to realize that, you know, I and I've been called, I don't know, I think it's called a grifter. I think that means someone who's trying to steal money. And I'm thinking, do you know, I wouldn't, take millions and millions of dollars i wouldn't take that to trade back having legs and a working bowel and a working bladder you, you have you know? I mean, it's it's virtually impossible because of the absolute um cruelty of it but you, you have to ignore it i mean there's no other way yeah to do it. that's Gr gr grifters yeah. or or fakers or, or i didn't say, even know what the word meant until a few well people ago. don't people don't use the word properly they just use it as an interest i, I you know i know what it means now and it's yeah you're right that's not being used properly but so, so yeah. you, you get your, your dad is did, did your dad pass away he did yeah and so in order to visit him in the hospital they required that you show your papers yes 
in the long-term care facility. And yep, so you, you do to. this, you get the two shots yes. of, of Pfizer. Now, the, the reason I'm yes. asking this is because the third, the, when you decide yes. to get the booster, we'll get into it, but your booster, you got Moderna. That's all you could get in, in Ontario. And, and now I, I'm, uh, hashtag no medical advice. Yep. Where where the science ever said you could just willy-nilly mix and match, set that aside. It I, I, didn't. I, hmm. It didn't. So, and that's, so, so I go to... Um, I went, so I'm, I mean, I was, I was caught up in watching. I mean, I had nothing to do all day when I wasn't with my son or I wasn't working because the school board had been shut down again. I literally did watch the news to try and keep up with what I should or shouldn't be doing. I mean, I, I tried to figure out what, like, what are the best options for, you know, and I didn't, I didn't know. And you know what, if you look at it, I think it's 85.6% or something of Ontarians or Canadians actually that did get a, at least some sort of vaccination. And you're right. There was, I mean, I didn't see the science, but I knew that there was also not a lot of choice and they were, they were scaring me. I can only speak for me. I can't speak for anyone else, but yeah. So it, it appeared to me that they were about to make the third one part of the passport. Everyone was talking about it. It, it was everywhere. Um, the third one was about to be part of the passport. They were talking about, you know, um, that it was necessary in order to keep our, I mean, we all, it's hard to even remember because it seems so crazy now that we were listening. To well, it. Also like I, I go back and periodically listen to these, the press releases. I'm you know, sure they're, you they're, do. And, yeah. and like, it, it's, it's just like a Milgram experiment in real time. Oh, today the rules are, you remember the yellow zones, red zones and green oh, zones? Oh, I remember all that. And red zone couldn't travel yeah. to a green zone. Yep. I mean, it, I it, also it, do remember like um, somebody said, you know, Trudeau came out and said, I never once told someone to get vaccinated. And then there's somebody that has like a role of him saying it like more times than I could count. And I can count pretty high. Oh, he said, he said, it, never told people to go get vaccinated. That's Those he, people are yeah. putting us all at risk. They're putting at risk my it, kids. Yes. And they're, they, yeah. I, 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 I told you earlier, yeah. I would try not to swear during this stream. Yes. Uh, no, it's just, it's just the, the willy nilly madness of the science. Well, you got two visors, go get a Moderna. Uh, were there clinical trials to show, set aside risk, <sighs> efficacy? Like, what, what, what is this? It's like, it's just like, it's just like you're at a cocktail bar. Like, I'll take some tequila, mix it down it, with some. That's what I, yeah, with some Red Bull. And then we'll find out what happens after you have a heart attack. We have, we have, we have, we have, more data on that. I think I, we probably, um, yeah, we do. And that got banned pretty quickly, but. So um, you, 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 the, the time frame between your first and second, and for those who are asking, this occurred on your booster, uh, yes. on the boost, the third shot. Yes. What was the time, do you remember the time frame between the first and second Pfizer shot? Uh, the first and second were quite far apart. And the, the second and third. Second to third we're actually quite far apart too. Okay. So I don't remember the exact dates, um, but I do remember the dates of the, um, I actually, uh, my, I actually just received the, um, the paperwork. So I have now successfully put in a lawsuit against Moderna as of today. That Ooh. just came through. Well, I, um, I, can, can your lawyer flip, can anybody flip me that lawsuit while we absolutely. talk? Or? Because yep. we're going to we're going to we're going to get into this. Yeah. Um, but so um, anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, no. What, uh, looking back, I really think that was part of it. 
um, let, let's mix an autoimmune disease with a Pfizer, with another Pfizer, then give her Moderna, then tell her to go make sure she's got nine other shots or nine shots yeah, and yeah. plus all the vaccines you need later in life. Yeah, that's not smart. Did you get, I, um, did you get COVID at any point? No, never. Uh, no, uh, it's, and it's, was it because I was vaccinated? No, it was because I wasn't stupid. I just did things that I would do if I had a cold or flu and I, and I washed my hands more. And I mean, a lot, I was lazy. I used hand sanitizer. I mean, at work and stuff. And you know what, at work, I, I well, mean, I had a mask in front of me. No, but I, like, I look I like say... Darth Vader. I do have pictures of that. I look like Darth Vader to those poor kids. No, but you, Luckily, you, you might, they all you might... You might very well have had it, but been asymptomatic because we knew that for many it was so That's mild right. they didn't even know that they had it to get or tested. I wonder if I had it before it was a thing because, I mean, I was always getting something at school, like something minor. Yeah, but, but no, I went to minor. work. It, it was... Because you were allowed to go to work back then. You were allowed to go back to work. If you had the cold, a cold, every kid in the class had a cold. And we all, we just all shared our cold germs. You we're, know? we're roughly the same age. You remember the Robitussin ads from the olden That's days? Like right. moms yeah. never get a day off. It take tastes it, take good, it aside. but it works. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that, that was, uh, that was Buckley's. I think. Was oh, Buckley's? sorry. That was Buckley's. <laughs> no, but they, it was, it was the whole thing. Like, you know, mom you and just, dad, they never get a day off work. So when you have the flu, no. take the thing and. Yeah. So, so, so you, they're, they're, they're sufficiently separated by the time yeah. you go to get the booster, you make the decision. You, you make the decision. I get it's, it it's through coerced the school. And well, I don't get it through the school board. I get it through the autism clinic because I work with kids that have autism. So I'm I'm eligible to, um, not exclusively, but I was eligible to get it done there. And I remember I got it done by a doctor because I talked to the people who were giving it to me and I asked them what their jobs were. She was a doctor. She gives me this. So I felt a little safer. You know, she's a doctor. Okay, well... You know, and, you know, at first it does look like a bit of a conspiracy theory to me that, you know, all these doctors are getting killed in different countries and stuff. And I don't know what to believe because I'm not a politician. I'm not um, somebody who watches a lot of stuff like that. I love documentaries, but they're documentaries on things that are like I love medicine, like just learning about medicine and things like that. Um, so I had a pretty exclusive medicine med or, uh, medical knowledge, and so did my son, um, just from living with me. I mean, he thought I put him in a class with quote unquote stupid kids because they didn't know what a pancreas was in kindergarten. And I laughed at him. I said, "Honey, first of all, they're not stupid, and that's a rude word to call your to call your classmates." I said, but second of all, they don't know what a pancreas is because their mothers and fathers don't have diabetes. So, you know, he already knew all that stuff. So he had a good medical knowledge too, which is kind of cute watching him now. But um, he, um, yeah. So anyway, I go in, I'm there. After I get my Moderna vaccine, I noticed there's a lot of police. And I asked. Let me stop you. Sorry. Was it before or after you get the, like, is it going in? It was in? after I got the shot. Okay. And I, I had thought it was before, but I'm, I, I rethought that. And I thought, no, it was after, because you know what? You were already, you were already on your way out. So it had to be after because it was at the doorway going out and they had them at the doorway going in, but I went in and, and sat right down because there was no waiting. And they made it sound like these places were packed so full that we'd never get in. 
which I thought was really odd because that never happened to any of my experiences. But anyway, um, long story shorter, um, yeah, I the, the cops were apparently there because people were outraged that they were getting Moderna, not Pfizer, because they were saving up all the Pfizer vaccines for the children. And no, I did not ever once choose to get my son vaccinated. Um, however, due to circumstances that um, have nothing to do with my story about my vaccine and stuff like that, um, I also have a, a, his father involved. So what his father chooses to do or doesn't choose to do, um, and what I choose to do or don't choose to do, um, really are, um, I understand people's concerns about it. They shouldn't be, it should be sort of irrelevant, but no, I did not choose to vaccinate my son at any point in time. Um, but he had to have, I believe, vaccines after, no, maybe not. He had to have vaccines to play certain sports because my nephew, who is now um, just uh, playing under, he's, um, he plays for uh, like, um, uh, he got drafted to an OHL team and um, he's not, he wasn't allowed to play hockey unless he was vaccinated. Um, so I know that uh, there's certain people that like couldn't play sports, but my, my son wasn't in any um, very competitive sports where it would be awful to drop out. So there was nothing like that. So I don't think he was forced to be vaccinated at any time. Um, I think it was just highly recommended by the doctors. Uh, hi highly recommended. Uh, I, I As played, you know. Yeah, I played Kathy Hochul, the governor of Florida, uh, governor of mm -hmm. New York, saying, you know, as of six months. I know it seems young, but. Yes. Oh, oh, and then we heard they were going to be experimenting. Uh, yeah, we heard. It's, 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 it's. It's bad. It's, it's, and then, it's Nuremberg level is what yeah, it is. But. And then you look at me. And so, I mean, I made sure that my due diligence was done as far as. Um, obviously his father knows what happened to me. Like I said, we get along quite well. And obviously, um, anyone who shares close genetics with me knows, you know, what's going on and, and anything like that. So, um, you know, a first degree relative of someone who has a vaccine reaction is extremely likely to have one. And it could be from any other vaccine now, too. We don't I mean, know. A lot, a lot of these, I mean, the, the whole the whole irony about all of this is a lot it of It messes you up for the potential, long run. Well, a lot of these adver potential adverse reactions, they would always list them and notify you for any vaccine. I mean, yes. viral infections and vaccines yeah. can trigger reactions. It's just, it's yeah. always been known. But for yes. some reason with this, it was, it was you know, can't ask, don't tell. No, don't but tell. So, but so, so you're, you're coming out of the clinic and there's yeah. police there and the reason which they, you, and they I gave asked at the time. Why I asked, I was friendly, I asked, and that's what they told me. People have going, been going ballistic were the words they use, going mm -hmm. ballistic. Because they were because only offering they, Moderna they and telling were, people to mix them. Yeah, and I can understand the, the, the reasoning behind that. Looking at it now, I feel like an absolute moron that I got a Pfizer, a Pfizer, and then a Moderna. Like, I just should have quit my job and just sat at home in fear and hoped I didn't die of COVID in the meantime. But I was thinking, well, what if my son brings it? Because he gets sick a lot because he has a bigger cohort. 
and that's the, the, not that's no one's fault it just is what it is well, it, it, so not, there was a lot of fear tactics too and i think people forget that when they judge people that are vaccinated when they said i would never have taken that death jab well we all had different reasons for either having to do it maybe you know you could afford to not take the jab and um and and you know not getting paid and someone else couldn't or there's all different reasons and i try not to judge for who did and who didn't but of course hindsight is 2020 and i can see it and i understand what people are saying and i i get it but anyway after my moderna shot it was about uh three on the fourth day so three on the fourth day after um i fell to the ground and i had i've been paralyzed before because I've had a C-section and essentially what they're doing in a, with a C-section is they're paralyzing you so you can't feel anything so that when they cut the baby out of you first of all you don't want to feel that and you can't move for a long time after so until that wears off the epidural so I do know what it feels like to be paralyzed I looking back I realize you do know what it feels like to be paralyzed um, because you've had an epidural um, so I just said, I fell and I said, it feels like I'm paralyzed. And I had to, uh, use my Apple watch because my arms were fine. My legs were just, I couldn't get off the floor. And this was from getting right out of bed. And so I thought it was the strangest thing, but I, I, I did not connect it to the vaccine. And I know that might seem silly, but I thought I must've like pinched something really bad. And remember, this is way before I'm hearing about vaccine side effects. Okay, this is not at a time where anyone's talking about vaccine side effects. So, um, I mean, people are just getting vaccines if, you know, if not, you know, the other way. So, um, I yeah, I fell to the floor and it was about, you know, 20, 30, 30 minutes. And then I got up and I was fine. I didn't have a headache. I didn't have any body pains. There was, I didn't have a fever. I didn't have higher low blood pressure. Like, I mean, I checked all these things. It wasn't my blood sugars. It was, my legs just must. So again, it was my, my theory was maybe I slept funny and got up or, and you know, I fell. That was an awful long time not to be able to move, but you know, something was weird. The second time. Well, if, I, if I may even, even before yeah. that, so you get the, the jab, they, they do the typical wait 15, 20 minutes before they nothing send Nothing happens to me then. And, and no. so there's, there's nothing noticeable until nothing. that initial collapse. Correct. Okay. So and that, that comes and goes the spell, what, 20 minutes, 15 minutes? About 30, 20 to 30 minutes, yeah. And uh, I mean, I'll just ask the detailed question. So you're on the, like, do you, are you able to pull yourself up in a chair or are you on the ground? Oh no, I'm on the ground. I ended up being able to use my Apple watch to call my boyfriend and he came, he drove from his house to mine. Um, and he, cause he was off work that day, but he wasn't at my house and he drove from his house to mine and he was able to, um, he was the one, like, he saw me, he's like, you can't, you literally can't get up. And I'm like, try, like, try to help me up. And it, no, it, it wasn't happening. So, you know, um, we didn't want to move me at first, but I'm like, it, I'm sure it's nothing because nothing hurts, you know? And as soon as I could move my legs again, they're moving. I'm like, see, I must've just pinched a nerve or something. He stayed with me for the rest of the day. Nothing happened. He stayed with me that night nothing was wrong 
like nothing was out of the ordinary at all. So um, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to get my dates and timelines wrong. And I've been on a lot of shows and asked a lot of questions. Well, I say the, the only reason, you know, d don't worry about that, except in as much as if you get to, you know, Discovery Moderna might try to piece together inconsistencies in your stories. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I'm just going to say for, uh, so that I, for just so I'm legally protected within a, a span of, of days to a week later, I experienced my second um, episode and I did write them down. I, I'm, I was smart enough to write the dates down. I just thought I always, I don't have my phone on me cause I turned it off. So it's there, but in order to get through all that, it's my hands are not the greatest for that. So anyway, um, long story short, like I said, um, I, within that amount of time, I had my second episode where my son was there to witness it. So he, of course, um, I don't want to scare him, but I'm thinking, okay, this is not a coincidence. This is not a sleep issue. You just fell. You, you are, your legs are like paralyzed. You just fell for no reason. You didn't trip on anything. You didn't get hurt. Nothing's hurting. You have feelings. So my son runs to me with bottles of Gatorade and I think, oh, that's really sweet. He's thinking my blood sugar's low. And that was actually real, the right thing to do. And he said, do you want me to call 911? I said, no, honey, I'm okay. And I said, it's actually not mommy's blood sugar. It's just mommy's legs are really sore right now. And he goes, okay, well, I'll stay with you um, while you're like this. And I'm like, okay. So he goes and he grabs a pillow. So we both put our head on the pillow. And he goes and he's like, do you want me to get something so we can watch something so we're not bored? And I'm like, okay. So he goes and gets his iPad and he stays with his mom. And I'm thinking if this goes on too much longer, I am going to have to like get him to give me, I said, I did ask him to give me my phone. Um, and you know, I went through, you know, just in case mommy asked you, do you remember how to call 911 on a phone and just show me what you would do? And he, I said, but you don't need to call right now. Cause he used to call it 991, which was terrifying as a diabetic. You're like, oh my gosh, that is not the right number in kindergarten. He's like, yeah, I would call 991. I'm like, well, I'm not being saved. <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, I was fine within 40 minutes, 45 minutes at the most and got up and did all the same tests. Didn't have a fever. Didn't have my blood sugars were not off. Uh, remember I'm wearing those devices. So I would have been getting beeps anyway. I tested it on a manual machine tested my blood pressure. There was nothing off. Call, I immediately called my doctor and said, I need to see a neurologist like now. I'm having some sort of neurological issue and it is severe. Like my legs are, are like paralyzed. Are, are you in your own mind at this point making a potential connection? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so you call, um, if I, so you, you, you call it, you have a GP or do you call, who do you I call? I called my GP. And he said, okay, you know, the weights to get into a, um, the weights to get into a neurologist are atrocious right now. They could be any, you could be looking at a year, 18 months, anywhere to two years. It's uh, just, just, then, so, just so Americans watching this also appreciate if you're yeah. fortunate enough to have a GP, if you don't have one, the, the wait to get a GP yes. is 18 months, give or take, at least in Quebec. Yes. 
So yeah. and so you, I mean, this is why it's 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 free, but it's broken. Oh so no, these, it's it's not even. Charlotte, no, Charlotte, sorry, someone. Don't I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to identify the dog breed by bark. I'm gonna go that with. That's a French bulldog that I have staying with me. I took her for a lady that has cancer who needs to get better, so she's here for a little while. But come on, Charlotte. Come on. Um, sorry. Don't you worry can about come it. Come in and leave those. Sorry. So um. So you call your doctor and say, I need to see a neurologist. And he's like, well, we'll, we'll get you in when you get you in or yeah, go, go to the ER. Yeah. And I knew at the ER because it wasn't happening. They're not going to give you any tests. This is Canada. It's not free health care here. People think it's free. Our tax dollars are atrociously high. It is not free. You pay like 50%. I think if you earn a dollar, like 50 cents of your dollar goes towards um, paying um, for for taxes and they think and that 25 our, 25 cents of that 50 of goes that to the healthcare system that's right and so it's not free health care it's, it's 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 okay for, yeah, for it's some free, things but it, it's not free for it's some great. things it works if you have yeah. a, if you're having a heart attack and yes. you go to the hospital you're not if you don't die in the ER, yeah yes um so and if people don't understand this, you try to go to the ER and say, yeah, I had a spell earlier, but I'm yeah. fine now. And they'll tell they you, will right, send you, come home. back when you have a problem. That's exactly what they're going to say. So I don't go to the ER because that is exactly what they're going to say. I'm 100% sure they're going to say next time, take some Tylenol, but make sure you come back if, if, you ha if it ever happens again. So I'm and like, so okay, All right. I'm going to wait for it to happen again. And then I'm going to go to the hospital. So... That's what I did on February twenty second. Uh, give or take, not to hold you to it. How roughly? How long? Do you have a first episode? Do you have a second one within a week or so? Give or take. When's when's the next one? This is within a week as well. Give or take. I don't want to speculate okay, on the dates. Worry. It wasn't very long. Um, within, because I presume, given what you were ultimately diagnosed with, which is yes, um, transversal, transversal myelitis, myelitis yeah, it, this happens within a span of it could be days to you know. I guess a couple of weeks, but it's not, it doesn't span over a year type thing. No, it can be like, you could get a shot of, of something, let's say, you know, you could get your Pfizer or Moderna shot and it could be six weeks later that you get what I, what I had. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, the, the staff was low there. They just want to send you home at hospitals. I saw that come up. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I, and yeah. um, and I'll tell you, I, I had my, my chat knows I had a family member, not immediate, so I don't want to. It's not. A, I had a, yep. a family member get a GBS, not from not from a a, a jab, actually from a uh, viral infection, Guillaume-Barré yeah. syndrome. Yeah, and I know exactly what it is. Of the course. way that onsets, it, it's it's very similar. I, I was it's actually just trying to look similar. up the, the differences between the two. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're, they're I, actually when I first so I wake up on February twenty second. I open my eyes and think, oh, I got to go. I got to get uh, up because I got to get my phone call. The school board's going to be calling me because I get to take my my colleague shift today. And the money's much better. And I get a whole day at school. And I love working. So this is great. I'm going to get, get the phone. And uh, I went to get up. And my boyfriend had slept over. And I hear his his vehicle has started. It was cold outside. It was February in Canada. It's cold. Usually it is cold in Canada in February. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so he, uh, 
he goes to, uh, sorry, he doesn't know anything about what's going on. I go to get up and I'm paralyzed from the neck down. I am completely paralyzed from the neck down. I couldn't move. I could move my head a bit. Nothing hurt. I still had sensation. I could feel my body, but I could not move anywhere. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, so it's a, it's a living night. It's a nightmare. It is not a living nightmare. It is what, you know, the living nightmare is every morning when I open my eyes. Now I dream that I'm able body always, I'm always back to it being an able-bodied person in my dreams. And when I wake up every morning, I realize that, that I am paralyzed and that I am stuck in my own body forever. And that I am dependent on someone getting actually coming to my house, actually showing up for their job, which a lot of times they wouldn't, they would leave me for days sometimes. And I would, uh, I had, I, it's a living nightmare to, to wake up every day and go through it. At the time I, I woke up and I thought, well, as soon as I found out, I, I figured out I was paralyzed. I went, Oh my God, you are quadriplegic. You have Guillain-Barre. That's the only thing I could think of that could cause me to be paralyzed without trauma. I knew I didn't break my neck. I knew I didn't fall. Nothing was hurting. Right. So I'm thinking you have Guillain-Barre. That's the only thing I can think of. You're, you're, so, able, you're able to, I mean, you're obviously able to breathe. Did you have I was breathing. I thought I was breathing. Okay. But I wasn't taking like major deep breaths until I went to scream for my partner. And then I couldn't, nothing came out. I couldn't scream. Like I couldn't yell for him as loud as I needed to, to get him from up. I was upstairs. He was downstairs and I couldn't yell loud enough. And I have a very loud voice normally. I mean, I would yell across the gym at school children to get their attention. And you've got two classes of, you know, 28 school children in a, in a small gym. You, you have to be able to yell across fields to get their attention. So I have a loud voice and um, when, I'm, when I need to. And I it just didn't realize that when you're paralyzed, your, your ribs are also paralyzed and your diaphragm becomes paralyzed. And my lung had become shot, basically, like it just wasn't working properly, which is very common with with quadriplegics. Most of them, like Christopher Reeves, they get some kind of, um, of, of cold or something. It turns into pneumonia and that's how we die. We can't cough up our what needs to come out. It becomes pneumonia. They put us on respirators and that's how we die. And that's a slow and painful way to die. It's terrifying. But anyway, um, how did you, how did you get your boyfriend's attention? Um, I trained service dogs at the time and, um, I, uh, told dog, which I just had to whisper to the dog to go get him, to go get Dennis, to go get him, go get him. Um, and the dog, uh, looked a bit confused, but he went and then he came, he would come back and I'm like, no, go. And he would, he want. it's like he wanted to wait with me, but he did, and I didn't know where he was going because I couldn't get up. So I didn't know, I could hear him going down the stairs, but I, for all I know, he's going to the bottom of the stairs and then just coming back up. But eventually my boyfriend comes upstairs and goes, what's wrong with the dog? He's acting really weird. And I'm, and I, he's like, Kayla, what's wrong with the dog? He's acting really weird. He turns on the light and I said, 
he got to call 911. And he's like, why? What's wrong? And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, just call 911 and tell them I'm, I'm quadriplegic. And thankfully, he didn't know what the word meant. And he didn't know how to spell it. So he couldn't look it up. Because it's a hard word to spell. So he couldn't look it up. And he didn't know what it meant. Because I didn't want to freak him out. So he's like, I don't know what I said, just you need to do it now. So he knew he knew I wasn't kidding. He's like, is it your diabetes? And, and I said, no. He's like, is it is it medication related? I said, no. And I, I just said, just call. So he called and they, they asked him, you know, did she fall? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the 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 uh, paramedics got there. They did the right thing. They put me on a backboard. They put a neck collar on because, of course, we didn't know why I was paralyzed. And um, they they didn't question it or anything. Um, I get to the hospital, uh, to South Lake Regional Health Center in Newmarket, Ontario, get to the hospital. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm in the ER and a doctor comes in and he tells me the good news is that um, I'm not really paralyzed because he took my some blood work and he took a urine sample. He goes, um, you don't have any drugs or alcohol in your system. And I'm thinking, I could have told you that. Like, uh, I mean, not that I guess someone who had drugs or alcohol would tell them that necessarily, but I'm thinking, yeah, I know that. Like, I was sleeping. We're getting ready to go to my job at the school. Like, you know, I felt kind of like he was an idiot. But then he said to me, it's all in your head. And I'm like, I can't move. He goes, Oh, I know you can't move. It's kind of like, I'm like, is it kind of like when someone has a false pregnancy? He's like, yes, it's exactly like that. So right. as soon as you're psychologically um, better, you won't have any problems moving again. I'm like, but I don't have any history of this. Like I don't have like schizophrenia or, or any kind of mental health history that would, that would give me some kind of symptom of this. Like, I have anxiety and I, I had depression, but like, Kayla, I, I gotta, I gotta stop you there. I, yeah. How, when you're in the hospital now with this doctor, are you sitting in a chair? Or are you lying flat? I'm lying flat because I'm still paralyzed. I, I, I don't want the doctor's name publicly. Um, yeah. I, I do want to know if you filed a complaint against this guy. Like that's, I, it, it's incomprehensible. Oh, it is. It, well, luckily he had a colleague that came and covered his 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 butt in the in the end because his colleague ended up saying she needs an emergency um, she needs an emergency uh, MRI like even if you were schizophrenic let's say you could be schizophrenic and have a tumor or you know you could be schizophrenic and get in a car accident they still have to treat your primary concern. So not that I, I didn't, I'm not schizophrenic, but that's just an example. They shouldn't be putting the two together. So anyway, he, uh, the other guy, you know, he came and whispered in my ear and he goes, look, I have a friend who's a radiologist who's willing to do, to, to look at your, he's at home right now. He's willing to look at your scans right now if you're willing to have them. I'm like, absolutely, let's go. So they pull out all my earrings, which is like a million of them. I remember that part because I'm thinking, oh, I hope I can get those back in, <laughs> you know, and uh, but, I, but I just remember, yeah, I know I'm not crazy and I know I can't move. I mean, never for a minute did I think that guy was right. Yeah, but it, no, it, it's, I wish. It's, 
it, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's ridiculous on its face. My question, I don't want to get into like too many descriptives. Is the doctor young or old? The doctor, I don't even. Because I can't, I can't, I can't fathom how, how, how stupid an ER doctor can He's possibly be. He's not that young. Because it, it, this He's is older. It, it, in Maddie DeGarry's case as well, you know, after her symptoms, which I don't mm-hmm. know if, you know, th- this is as severe as it gets. Like, oh, that, that's one heck of psychological paralysis. Uh, they, yeah. into, they, they blamed it on, you know, they said it was psychological with Maddie DeGarry as well. Yeah, no, that's um, very common. And that's and, why and the I'm other doctor out. is like, the, the other doctor is almost like secretly telling yes. you that we're going to go give you an MRI. Yes. It's almost, yes. unbelie- it's almost unbelievable. I know. And it's in my medical records. The uh, Canadian independent was able to pull it all out of my medical records and they've got a great, a great um, story that they did that um, where they were able to, they, they went through all my medical records and they show them on the screen and they show like where it says, like, this is what they did. This is what they said it was. This is, you know, but anyway, um, you know, after that I get the MRI and they find out, there's a massive lesion in my spine and it's going from my tailbone all the way up to my neck. And it is inches, if not less than inches away from my breathing tube. Can I, can I ask you about that? I mean, the details, my, I don't, I don't know if you yeah. know the details. When we say a lesion and I'm, you know, it's, it's a, it's a scar or it's a, a, a no, like a, an injury type thing. What, I mean, when you're talking about a it lesion, it was inflammation. inflammation so what your they're telling, cord. what they said to me is, it's transverse mellitus, but it's caused by something ha- is attacking your spinal cord. Your body has, or something has told your body to attack your spinal cord. And there's only like several things that this could be. So I say, okay, well, let me just, um, like they say, we got to do some like ruling out. Basically, we rule out to find out what it is. So they had to rule out. Um, cancer. They had to rule out MS. They had to rule out infection. They had to rule out illness. They had to rule out a lot of different things. So they were able to do that with a spinal puncture, um, like a spinal tap. And the, mm-hmm. the worst thing is, I was completely paralyzed, but I could feel these things. So I can feel the pain of it. So all of a sudden, um, somewhere during this, all of a sudden I get this awful pain in my neck and I start screaming, like screaming loud. This is before the MRI, I should know. And then they start pumping me full of morphine to shut me up because they still think I'm psychiatric at that point. So they want me to just shut up because I'm in the hallway because there's no rooms. And then they moved me to two other rooms in the ER, but they just wanted me to shut up. So they kept coming in with these massive doses of morphine that they would give me in the ER and they would give them to me in my, um, like intermuscularly so that the, they would last longer. They, they start quicker and they're much more strong at first. Then they started giving them to me in my IV, which meant like, like that's some pretty serious, like some, some pretty hardcore hydromorphone. So it's not just morphine. It's, it's 10 times stronger than morphine and it's they're they're shutting me up all right because at that time they shouldn't have been giving it to me well sh- sh- they didn't sh- know i had up. a collapsed lung well sh- shutting you up not not treating you for what you have exactly. and not even attempting to discover what you have exactly and that's on that doctor i'm sorry but that's unforgivable 
But um, um, this doctor came and saved his butt. Otherwise, there would have been a lawsuit against that doctor and the hospital for malpractice. But because that doctor, you know, saved his butt within two hours, you know, you can't go after him, really. I mean, you, so, you, 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 you could, but you'll, well, do, you'll do what, sh- uh, what uh, Dan, uh, uh, Dan Hartman did and, and go after the doctor for not running basic tests on his son. Exactly. And, yeah. then, it's, and then the complaint still gets tossed. It's, uh, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so, so when, when you're in there, they're pumping you full of morphine before they do the MRI. Yeah. And then that's when that guy, like I said, I remember, I remember he was just a nice guy. And as soon as the lawyer said, is this him? I said, yes. Like, because he, he had the medical records in front of him. And, and I had already been smart enough to go on the patient portal and print them all up so, so that they couldn't get rid of them. Um, because I worried that coming forward with my story, I worried that, like, am I going to go to jail if the government doesn't like that I'm coming forward with my story? Because they've put other people in jail for for protesting peacefully and and no, no, that they're, was they're just going like, to deny they're going to deny 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 yes so at one point in time it's interesting to note that they gave me a covid test so had that covid test not come back negative so had it come back positive they would have said that covid was the, was the mm-hmm. reason that this happened because it could be caused by an illness or infection but i didn't have any illnesses and i didn't have any infections and so the doctor and I was smart enough. Um, I had my boyfriend put my finger on um, on the button of the record so that I recorded it legally. And I had a record, an audio recording where I audio recorded the neurologist and what he said. Well, here let, let me bring that up now, just to make sure that I'm not in my uh... okay. And I'll, I'll scroll back to show the. I, I've sent this tweet out to everybody so everybody can go watch the Canadian Independence coverage. This recording is from your ER visit. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is from the neurologist while I'm still in the ER. Yeah. Uh, after the MRI confirmed the lesions. Yes. Okay. Listen to this. Do I have audio? Basically, here? Okay. it's either a tumor that has to be removed. Less likely, right? Less likely tumor. Okay. Right, less likely. How, so, what's a cancer work that mean? Well, it's the CT, chest, abdomen, pelvis, just to make sure there's no other areas of malignancy. Okay. So that's what that is. But most likely it's going to be probably, if I'm using my gut impression here, from the vaccine. So other people have had it? Though? Many people have had it. Many? Many. Many. Let me stop you there. In, in two of uh, Kayla's medical reports, it mentions that her transverse myelitis is caused by the vaccine. In two of her medical reports. Yeah. Um, may, are you lying on, are you flat? Or are you in a, a chair when, when you're recording this? I'm completely flat, as I had been for the whole time. I wasn't able to be in a chair. I was flat for months, for two months. The first times I had to sit up, like, I had to sit up inches at a time because I would just, my, my, my blood pressure would tank and I would, I mean, I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't do anything. So anyway, they gave me the steroids and they said that they should substantially, um, help. Well, I got a lot of the use of my, my arms back and hands, but I lost sensation. So I don't have the ability to feel, 
down um like so a lot of times my 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 hands will be like this where they're they're sorry i don't know where the camera they're stuck kind of together and i can't feel anything from the the third digit all the way down all the way down here all the way up and i have no triceps so i can't lift myself i can't lift anything over five pounds um so like i can't lift up the dog even i can't lift the cat i can't you know little small things i wouldn't be able to lift uh, if i had a newborn baby my son just comes and jumps on my lap so like you know he just oh. does that but um are you are you able to move your fingers now i can move my fingers a bit um sometimes they get super stiff um like to the point where i can't anymore that day especially in the cold uh, but that's not the worst part of it the worst part isn't just that i can't move anything from the waist down it's i cannot pee i have to have a bladder bag and the worst part is i cannot have bowel movement meaning somebody has to go and put their finger i'm trying to keep this as clean as possible because we're on youtube where it needs to go and actually scoop out fecal matter in order for me to have a bowel movement i cannot do it myself that's for the rest of my life so i have now lost the ability at the time I was 35 years old with a seven-year-old son, and this is the rest of my life. Um, I'm gonna get there in a second. I mean, I, I, the, the prospect of, of um, th with this type of thing and, and, and GBS, you know, the, the trauma or the inflammation occurs and then there's uh, you know, discussion as to whether or not over time it can be rebuilt or is it scarred um, and the damage is, is uh, unrecoverable. Yeah. Uh, but is, is, you're in, in my is, case so far, it's only gotten worse. It's been two years and, um, it was getting significantly better. However, it was $20,000 a year for, uh, physiotherapy. So again, in, in Ontario and Canada, these things aren't covered. So if you don't have a benefit plan at work that covers these things, e these things aren't covered. And the government didn't say, you know what? Most people only get six rounds of physio after they have a stroke or something, you know, but you're going to get more because you're quadriplegic and that's what you need. Like better than any kind of med at all is just being stretched. That's better than any medicine for pain relief. Just having someone stretch my limbs because they don't move. And I feel that. So if you've ever gone to bed at night, anyone human listening to this can relate. You've ever gone to bed at night and your legs bothering you and you just can't sleep because it's bothering you. It's either pins and needles or it's just in a bad position and you need to roll over or you've ever, you know, slept with a kid, your child or your partner or anybody. And you notice that they move in their sleep. That's because your body needs to move around in order to have circulation and so that your weight doesn't cause pressure wounds on your body so that it's moving itself around. These are things that your body does automatically. Your autonomic nervous system does them. And so like swallowing, you don't think about swallowing, you don't think about breathing, your, your that part of your nervous system does it. So when I have extremely painful, like if I've been on one part of my body for six hours, 
all of a sudden it gets super painful. I mean, excruciating. And the only thing that will take that pain away, it doesn't matter if you give me narcotics or you give me, you know, things to try that are now legal in Canada that I'm not, they, I haven't found pain relief in, in cannabis, to be honest. Um, I have found a bit in CBD, um, but, but not a lot in cannabis. Unfortunately, I'm just, I just haven't, I've tried, tried, uh, the drops and I, I haven't really found anything that's worked. And I don't like the feeling of being not, uh, what's the word? Like, um, not all, not, you know, yeah, not all, not all there kind of, um, it's not something I, yeah. So it personally, that didn't work for me, but the pain, like if you don't have somebody there and you can't move, I mean, I encourage anybody who wants straight negative comments to get someone to duct tape them to a bed for the entire night and see how they cry in the morning. And if you have to poo your pants, then you do it. And if you have to pee your pants, then you do it. Like um, you can't just, just do it. If that's what you, if you have a negative comment, duct tape um, yourself you, for 24 hours to your bed. Ignore, ignore that, ignore them in as much it's as possible. It's hard to. I, I, um, you go into the hospital for the, on the third time you're once we get in with, with the time with the doctor says it's all psychological, you're in the hospital yeah. for the next two months. Uh, that was one hospital. Then I'm transferred to Canada's best spinal cord rehab center. So it's called Lindhurst and it's in Toronto. And I make a little bit of progress with my arms, but there's nothing going on below the waist at all. Nothing comes back. Um, okay. And, and so you go from the ER to this other hospital. There's no, there's nowhere you don't go home. There's no home. In no, 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 there's no going home. And, um, as if the, as if this is not enough horror and trauma, when is it? I mean, I know that, I know that at some point you are, uh, unsolicited offered medically assisted suicide. I'm offered, yeah, in our in Ontario, it's called yep, medical assistance in dying. So it's referred to as MAID. So when you hear people refer, referring to MAID, um, they're referring to medical assistance in dying, um, which is where they give you a needle and put you to sleep like a dog. Um, and I highly considered it, but I was offered it th- a total of three times. So- I, I, I got I to highlight this offered unsolicited it's not like you didn't know this was unsolicited i who, asked who did who did, who did that not, not by name who by position did that i was offered it by two different doctors and if i wanted to talk to their staff about it which i did i did talk to their staff about it because i wanted to know all of my options and i didn't know if i could live like that for the rest of my life i honestly wasn't sure if i could because this is not this is not a good way to live. But then, you know, I I mean, it it honestly, you know, my son said to me one day, and and he didn't know anything about about that or anything when I when I finally did come home, we were we were watching something. And unfortunately, you know, all this had gone on, my father had passed away the month before, I think it was. So my father passed away in November. So this happened in February. So it wasn't a lot of time for my mother to, to grieve. You know, they had been married 
uh, almost, just days away from their 50th anniversary. So, you know, and she spent seven years taking care of him and said, you know, I just can't take care of you. And I have needs that are just beyond what she can, what she can care for. But um, she, um, I mean, she's 70 years old, you know, she, um, uh, this, this was all together, a lot of things going on. My son also, we, we had lost our dog. We had a great Dane that was 15. That was my service dog for 10 years, I would say roughly. And, uh, when the dog was retired, my, um, my ex, uh, his dad took the dog. So my son never went without having the dog. And unfortunately, you know, she got to be 15, which is unheard of for a great Dane. And so we, we had to put her down. So he understood that she was put to, put to sleep. They call it, which isn't a good way to tell kids about, about that because it's not sleeping. But, um, anyway, they, um, he, he asked me, we were watching a National Geographic show, and he goes, Mom, do they have, like, needles that they can give to people to kill them? And I'm like, well, in some countries. And I thought he meant, like, the death penalty or something. And and he, he's like, well, like, do they in this country? And I'm like, well, for what? What do you mean? Like, or, like because they did something bad or why? He goes, no, like, if they're sick. And I'm like, yes, in Canada, they do have that. And he goes... Why would anybody take that? And I said, well, you know, I tried to explain a hypothetical situation to him. You know, what if there's a mom and she's, you know, passing away of cancer and, you know, she's she's suffering and she doesn't want her kids to see her suffer. And he goes, Mom, isn't it God's decision when you live and when you die? Not like your decision. He's like, and also like, how did they? He's he he said. Doctors aren't, aren't God. They don't know everything. They can't tell you that you're definitely going to live. You're definitely going to die. Just like they can't tell you that you'll never walk again or you'll never get any better. And that just came out of his mouth. And he, he didn't know a word about what was going on. And um, so I got his opinion on made pretty, pretty much clearly through that. And so I stopped ask, asking questions about it because I realized that I had a son that had a very, that was when he was seven, that he had a very clear um, opinion about whether or not someone should use MAID um, and whether that be, whether he actually felt that was for religious reasons or whether he felt that was for just that people don't have the right to decide that I'll never know. I didn't ask him and I said, are you worried about anything? He goes, no, I was just wondering. And I'm okay, you know, and then even with why I'm telling my story, he said, mom, what if you didn't tell your story and someone was really, really sad and they wanted to die because they felt just so bad about themselves and like they wouldn't be believed like you weren't believed. And if you told your story, then you could help people realize like they, they're not alone with this. And, you know, I really thought about that and I'd known for about a year that I was planning on writing a book about what had happened. And I knew that it was, it felt like my purpose was now to, to sit, not literally stand up, I guess, but to, um, to tell the truth about just the experience I, I had and have had. And just the fact that people always say to me, well, at least the government's helping out. And I look at them and I'm always like, no. So when, uh, whenever, 
I'm spoken to about this. I, I've, I've heard people say, well, you chose to get the shots. I've heard people say that. And I, and I, I guess all I can say to that is, you know, you don't know ever why people had to so take it, the shots it, or chose. Ignore, you have you know? to ignore them. You no, have I just to, mean in general. Like, no, yeah, you, you it's, know, it's true. People, it's true. Under you know, duress or cor under coercion, we yeah. people chose, and some suffered. And, and right. some suffered devastating effects. Now, now, what with yeah. that wonderful premise? Uh, and so, what I yeah, and they asked me, you know, what would you want to say to a pol to politicians right now? And I think, wow, I really never signed up to be a politician. And so, if I I feel like if I put a foot wrong or I say the wrong thing, then you know, I'm now like the poster child for you know, or the poster person for someone who said the wrong thing and is now like I don't want to be the next victim of going to jail for freedom of speech or something but um honestly I'd want to say like you know you you told us that you know if we didn't do it take these these um these needles and things that you know we couldn't we couldn't do a b c d e like there were we couldn't live our lives as Canadians freely and you know you also told us they were safe and effective we've learned that they're not even effective let alone safe and yes i realize that side effects happen um but this is not just me there are doctors who have looked at my story and put it together with other stories and the rate of transverse mellitus after the covid vaccines has gone skyrocketing up mm, it used to yeah. be one in a million same with Guillain-Barre, the, the symptoms and the side effects from the COVID vaccines are more than like all the other vaccines in history put together. I, I had on I had on Jessica, you know, the, the, the standard steel man retort to that as well. It's, uh, okay. it's, it's just because they gave more out. And yes, but but Jessica Rose, who's a, a, a PhD in, you know, what was she called it a bio, mathematical biologist, something Okay. It did the breakdown? It's it's statistically more even dose per dose because they gave a yeah. they did give a lot of flu shots prior to this. It, yes, and, and we've had a lot of data on the flu shots for years. And this I, I, was yeah. To to get back to the the first time, mm -hmm. the doctor suggests maids. I mean, first of all, because I I'm, I I can only I can only close my eyes and imagine what that feels like. Well, uh, I, it was obviously saying like, you know, your life is no life to live. You're going to end up in long-term care. You might as well get it over with. And then I realized, I think it'd be much cheaper if the government just off me. Like, okay, well, we didn't kill you. So here, take another shot and that'll help us kill you so we don't have to pay your medical bills. Well, that's how I felt. That, I mean, and that's because there's, there's two elements to it. The, the one is it's not just being told and maybe rightly or wrongly so that you have no hope. The, he, they're basically telling you, we're not going to take care of you. And yeah. I can't, I cannot imagine what that feels like. This is the system you've worked, you've paid into it. I mean, not... I also lived in foster care for a long time in my life. I've lived in, in different bureaucracies throughout my lifetime. This is government. This is how government in, in general works. I mean, the less people to deal with, the more, the less money that has to be spent on healthcare the more money can be spent on something else. And also I'm wondering like with all the baby boomers coming to an age where they're gonna possibly need more long-term care beds, we know we don't have enough beds already, which is why Ford made it that if you're in a hospital, you know, if I was in the hospital right now and I wasn't, if I was too sick to go home, 
I would get transfer. I could be transferred to Sudbury, which is hours and hours and hours and hours and hours away from my son. And hypothetically, quite possibly not see him until he's old enough to get his own car and drive that far and have somewhere to stay. Cause he can't stay with me in long term <coughs> care, Charlotte. So, I mean, it's t terrifying. Yeah, and I know that there is no one to take care of me. I, I'm very aware of that. And that's, that's where the, it's like money talks. Like you have to be able to pay your own private nurses, to pay a p private PSW, to pay someone to stay with you at night if you need that, to pay someone to do the, the tasks that I've talked about earlier with, with it's called bowel routine or management. Like you have to be able to pay someone to do all of these things. And I don't have that kind of money. And when you look at the vaccine injury program, compensation program, which I also applied for, they, they conveniently lost my, my um, paperwork and I didn't find out for a year. Um, and then I sent it back in. And as soon as the media hit, I got a phone call the next day um, with the guy saying that he was my caseworker. But um, anyway, um, you have to sign that you're not gonna talk about this anymore. You have to sign a waiver that, and you know, the thing is all the mainstream media um, will pick that up. As soon as you get paid out from MAID, it's like a happy story and it's this wonderful political news. So the mainstream media is like, you know, victim finally compensated for, um, for vaccine injured. So it looks like the government is being accountable like there is a program, the maximum you can get is $275,000. I, was just, I, was I just need $100,000 for the vehicle that, uh, that I could, that, that fits me, my hospital bed, if I wanted to go anywhere, if I wanted to speak, like, you know, go speak at, a, at an event or something that holds the commode, that holds my son um, and a service dog not the not the french bulldog <laughs> they they don't make good service dogs but um no it's just um it's like it's a hundred thousand dollar vehicle only because it's it's got wheelchair modification well, it's, it's, and it's got it's got to be custom made in addition it's to got the to be custom made in addition to the cost also, of the vehicle yes and i because i have an electric scooter um the more disabled you are the more this costs and because I have an electric, sorry, not scooter, wheelchair, um, it has to be able to hold, um, it has to be able to hold the, the, the weight of a 400 pound wheelchair plus me. So the wheelchair ramp has to be at least um, capable of holding a hundred pounds. So, I mean, I don't know what someone would do if they were like very obese or something or not even very obese. I'm not sure what they would have to do in that case with this vehicle, but just a vehicle for me, a hundred grand right off the top would be gone. And then to find accessible housing, if you know of a place or anyone around the world that's read my story, knows of a place near my son that I could live that's accessible, let me know because I don't. And, you know, with rents having skyrocketed, that puts me at another disadvantage. So, my options are getting very limited to long-term care. And in order to keep me out of long-term care, it's gonna cost 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. And right now, after this fundraiser that that Veterans for Freedom so graciously, you know, put up there for me, again, it was through my son talking to his friend at school, who then who, who then told her mother about it. And her mother called her um, brother and said, Can you help this young lady at all? And um, they got involved. And it wasn't until they got involved that anything started to really move or happen. And I can say, like, I mean, I remember just like praying that, that someone would come and help me. And, and, and an army showed up. You know, they, you know, they weren't the army, thank God, in their, you know, tactical uniforms with guns pointed at me. But, you know, veteran, these veteran guys with all their, you know, medals of, of bravery and freedom. They showed up and, you know, my son happened to be here when a bunch of the veterans did show up and he saw this guy standing there with all these medals and explaining to him what all these medals he had won were for. And then he, he saw that man call his mom a hero. And he's like, today was the best day ever, mom. And I'm thinking, why? I mean, the poor kid was bored out of his mind as all these adults were talking. And I'm like, why? I'm so sorry. Like they were, I, I didn't know this was all happening and and what was going on and and because it wasn't like a big setup thing. So um, um, he goes, because mom, like you really made a difference. And to hear your kid say that to you, I mean, that's all any mom really wants. But what I really want is to be able to be back near my son because this is no fault of his father's as far as that we can't see each other. This is no fault of anybody except the fact that I had this vaccine and this happened to me. Um, the, the, your annual costs of living? I don't even know what they would be because I haven't been living. Like, I mean, I, I'm type one diabetic and that part is, is barely covered. You know, they, the government just changed insulins and you know, they don't cover the one of the ones I need. It's a hundred bucks a month. The vitamins that people are saying, you know, to, to take the spike proteins out, you you know, like Dr. Peter McCullough, oh, yeah, I've heard of course, you know, right, you, you know who I'm talking about. And, you know, like those things, they cost money, like everything costs money, just my standard of living, like, you know, I'm paying, you know, so much money for rent. And it's, it's just, you know, like a lot of other Canadians, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, but what people don't realize is when you're disabled, it's like a supply and demand thing. So they know they can raise that the cost of that item as high as they want. It's like insulin. We can raise the cost of insulin whatever to whatever we want because we know you have to take it or you'll die. So you're going to find a way to, to cover that. And I do realize that there's a lot of people that come to Canada or, or go to Mexico to get their insulin, that it could be worse in other countries. I do realize that um, you know, I, I used to be very proud to be Canadian, um, but lately I, I I don't know if it's that I'm getting older and I'm becoming more aware of politics and maybe my eyes were closed before or whether it's just that it feels more like it's dictatorship in a way. Um, I don't know. I don't know, because like I said, I didn't sign up to be a politician. I didn't sign up to be um talking about this i just realized that people weren't hearing stories like mine and i'm like 
how come there's never stories like mine on the news? And well, let me, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you the stupid question to which I already know the answer. I, I presume CBC never reached out. They, I reached out to them. And no response. Uh, none of them global CBC. And I had connections at a lot of them and you know what? They won't take the story because they can't take your story until after that you've got to pay out from the government. Because once you receive your vaccine, vaccine injury payout, then it's a good story for the, for the, 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 the party in, in leadership, because Initially, it looks like their government is giving you money to live a long and happy life. And that's a lot of money. And now all your, your worries will be over. Well, no, I just spent half the money on a vehicle because I needed it. It's, it's, I, it's, I'm not, I don't want to be doom pilled. $10 million for the, for, first of all, there's, 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 there's two types of things here. There's one is the actual, you know, compensation. And then the other is just, I'll never be compensated for my pain and injury. There's no, there's no, there's compensation. The, it's, 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 it's not, there's it's, no number. You my thought, son thought that the money was going to go towards the surgery so I could walk again. That's what he thought the, 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 the vaccine injury program was for. And I had to tell him recently, there's no surgery, honey. There never has been a surgery. He goes, well, why are they giving you the money? I said, if they did give me the money, it would be to help out with like going to physiotherapy, which costs $20,000 a year. And he's like, that's it. I'm like, that's it, honey. They don't pay for your suffering. There's no money. It's like when people get put in jail for crimes they didn't commit. When Christine Jessup's, you know, weird neighbor got put in jail and i think he was in there for um gosh years and years and years and i think they gave him one of the highest payouts ever in uh canadian history and i wouldn't want to go to jail and be known as a child um as someone who abducted and, and killed a child and how much money could you ever pay someone to go to jail for that long under that kind of circumstance but all that to say now it's not a a quarter of a million dollars in in today's age for for physical lifelong injury it's it doesn't even get me an accessible house or down um, payment but so you initially filed and then they they lost it you call up and then they find it is it are they are they processing it or or have they just given up on it they're just told me that that it's that they're they're i've now have a caseworker and that's as far as i've gotten that's so I don't know what they're doing with it. After they offered you maids, multi, did you tell them stop it? No, I just wanted to see how high the count would get. I actually did contact the the person at the hospital to find out how the process would work. And I, I made it like as if I was very interested. And I, honestly, at the time, I was definitely considering it. It, it, because I, it was, things were just intolerable. And uh, I was, I was, it was something I, w- I at least wanted to do my research and find out what this was and what it, and she told me you have to be ready to go in 90 days. I'm like, ready to go? Like ready to die within 90 days. I'm like, okay, I, well, this is not what something I'm interested in. And I never spoke to her ever again. I did it all over email so that I had proof. You know, and it was just like, you know, they're, they're, the doctor kept talking about how many 
they've done that day, even that day, you know, we just did three today, you know, and then I realized like, there's gotta be ulterior agendas here. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I've, 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 the maids medical assistance in dying in Canada, it's a, it's a, just a euphemism for uh, Nazi mercy killings. And they use the same pretext. I, I, it's, it's atrocious. There are circumstances under which I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, there's circumstances where it's, totally appropriate. This is what, the, what they're doing now literally is there ca- are causing the harm. There are circumstances where it's totally appropriate. No, no, for sure. I like I, 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 right now, they've caused the harm and because they can't treat the harm that they've caused, it's cheaper to, 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 to offer death to the victims of their harm than yeah. it is to treat them like humans with dignity. Yes. And, now and you, God and now, forbid I start opening my mouth, right? I mean, which is what I did. And then I didn't expect much to come of it. And then, you know, I just kept getting these text messages and then uh, like, I didn't go on X ever. I I had an account for when it used to be Twitter. I never went on there. And then I would be getting like, like my phone stopped like charging in a day and my watch would stop working because I'd be getting so many notifications. I'm sure you're, you're the same way with your, electronics and your phone never stops beeping and i couldn't believe like it's it's in russian it's in it's in german it's in it's in japanese it's in chinese it's all it's gone um all over the it's gone all over the world and you know i'm getting um people in the in the uk reaching out i'm getting people in scotland i'm getting people like in in just it, uh, it, just everywhere. I, I, I don't, I, for the, we will, we will get to a point of optimism in this, but just that. I'm not it, sure it's we're there un, yet. It's unconscionable that they can force the private citizens to have to crowdfund for dignity and yes. care. It's, it's unconscionable. I agree. And then to offer them, to offer them medical, it's, it's literally what we hear about that they say isn't happening. Veterans calling up for PTSD. Have you thought about offing yourself? Oh, you're, you're, you're injured from the jab? How about, how about we off you now because it's going to cost us more? It's unconscionable and it's... it's it, uh, and now okay. I have PTSD because every morning when I wake up, like I told you, I wake up and I go through the same thing every morning. It's, oh my gosh, I have to live through another day this way. And if somebody doesn't come... I'm going to be in so much pain that I'm going to end up having to call 911. And when they get here, uh, when I'm just going to have to ask them to move me and not want to go to the hospital with them and still pay the med- still pay the hospital bill or the ambulance bill, I think. I'm not 100% sure on that one. I'm not sure if they have to actually transport you. Now, 911 has been very good with me. I've fallen uh, before. I've fallen out of my chair. I've fallen out of my bed. Um, you know, and I, I wear my Apple watch just not to promote Apple watches, but just to, um, because it's, uh, it's a safety mechanism, but it's like, I need two now because they're not, the batteries aren't lasting long enough or I need a new one, but those things are out of the question. I can't just buy anything anymore because there's so many things like, you know, I thought of buying the new Apple watch, but then it's like. You can't afford this, even though it would help, it could help save your life. You can't afford to get it because if you fall on the floor, the only way of that, of my 
phone working with my watch is if my phone is near my watch. If my phone dies, I can't call 911 from my watch. And so, you know, you have to have then the satellite thing or whatever the new one has or whatever. But it's like, it's very scary. And I'm alone, like I said, most of the time. And there's not enough hours. I got, I used to get 21 hours. The worker came in and said, there's not enough hours. And she gave me five. And I had to fight five hours a week of care. And I fought for 10. The next worker that was here yesterday fought to get me 14. I mean, that's not enough. And that's because we don't have enough staff. Nobody wants to do these jobs anymore. A lot of them quit because they were either going to lose their jobs or they'd have to take the job. A lot of nurses quit because of that, as you know. A lot of doctors ended up being losing their license for saying that they either didn't want to take it, didn't think it was safe, or for saying that they didn't think it was safe or effective or whatever. You know, look at all the people that are now getting being offered their jobs back because we don't have the staff. So then we're bringing in experimental projects where we bring in immigrant students to do these jobs. Where are we going to house everyone? There's a housing crisis. Where are we going to house all the people that it's, it, it's it a, makes it's no a, sense? It's a, it's, it keeps it, me up at night now. And I should be thinking about fun times and fun things. I don't go outside because I have nowhere to go. I can't get into my vehicle. I don't have a vehicle, sorry. I can't get into a vehicle. I can't, you can't come over and be a nice guy and say, hey, would you like to go get a coffee and enjoy the sun today? Nope, sorry, can't. You know, like I, I can't just go in your car or your vehicle. You could drive anything and it's just not that simple. You know, it's, it's, and it's like, it's $20,000 for a really, really top of the line. Um, you know, if you're into sports like a basketball or rugby wheelchair, but just for my, my first wheelchair was $11,000 just for now that the government does have programs that help you pay for that, like an ADP program, but they pay a, per, a percentage. And then the next wheelchair, sorry, the dog's drinking. I, I, no, I was going to say, I can hear the dog's drinking. Not now. And the next, uh, the next wheelchair, it goes up to $33,000. And it doesn't stand or anything. Charlotte, come no, here. No, don't worry about it. I heard the dog, I heard, I heard the dog sneeze earlier also. I know. Fr Frenchies, they, they, they're not good service dogs, but just looking at their they're, ugly faces, they, it makes people happy. It does. It does. And you know what? I'm, I was trying to do her a favor because... Why should someone lose their dog, dog job just because they're going through dog just because they're going through cancer treatments, you know? So we took her to um, to um, you know to to have her while this woman woman got better. It's almost been a year now. She is doing better, but um, you know I've been you know crowdfunding for my own service dog, but then. I started looking at the other expenses and, you know, I don't know if that's even realistic anymore because I look at all the other just daily living expenses of this disease that are not covered. Like just something as simple as the medications that aren't covered that I have to take. I have to take so many different medications just to keep me, you know, not having spasms where my legs will uncontrollably 
move themselves. And when I say move themselves, I don't mean move themselves like, oh, this is fun. I mean like in seizure-like activities. So you have to take anti-seizure meds for, um, for the neuropathic pain. You have to take, you know, and I don't want to be taking any of these meds because again, there's risk factors. And, you know, but some of them, they, they do help. The ones that don't help, I weaned off of them and don't take them, you know, but it's, it's not a good thing. And I think it's a, it's, it's terrifying because it's a slow and painful death to live like this. And the least I can do is at least offer help to other people that are either, or at least offer awareness. I, I might not know how to help someone because I don't know how to help myself through this sometimes, but I can at least offer awareness so people know that there are real people out there that have been more affected than just saying, you know, I have aches and pains all the time. You know, because people just think, well, you probably have fibromyalgia or you have this. And if you're a woman, you're less believable. If you've had anything, any medical issues in the past, oh, it's probably from that. You know, the endocrinologists who are diabetic specialists and the uh, the hospital never once said that, uh, you know, this has anything to do with your diabetes. They all said it's from the vaccine. And like I said, I hand over my medical files to the Canadian independent so that they could look through them I, and I they took pieces of them, as you know, and put them on the screen so yes. that people would know that, you know, this, even the doctors are saying, yeah, it was Hold caused on, by the vaccine. Here we go. There you go. This is the one that thought I was, um, I was crazy, but he, he still asked for uh, an MRI, but I, I, I will also ask for a formal psychiatric. Can you imagine the yeah. mother? The, the psych consult never happened. And they uh, this, this they is... decided that that was, yeah, that they decided they would, they didn't need, but there's more. Let me scroll yeah. through here. It was, it was earlier on, I think. No, they're later on. There uh, should, okay. should be some more uh, documents where you can find, um, you can find the more, more of the documents that. Uh, yeah, I, the, the internet's acting up again. But I see that, yeah. At least, I've given everybody the link to that. I've given, uh, I've given everyone the link to the give, send, go, so that that the, 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 like if, it, it, it is it's in, it's enraging. It leaves you with with at a loss for words because you the government injures and then forces people to crowdfund to survive. Yeah. It, it can be done, and then there's like it's it's almost it's overload for everyday citizens. Like you've you've got too many that you can count that of people who are struggling to survive and live dignified lives because the government is failing utterly while set aside the politics while you know can't care for the current people but bringing in other people and and, and shipping tax dollars to foreign countries while people like you suffer the consequences of their edicts uh, only to be left with the option to have the government put you put you uh, to death i mean i have a lot of friends that are immigrants and i have a lot of friends that have atrocious stories and and i would and i understand why they left their countries and i i would have come to canada too but they said we heard that it was you know the land of the free and they said it's nothing like the the fake brochures make it out to be mm -hmm. you know they sell they tell you this and that and this and that and then you get here 
and you were a doctor in our country, well, now you have to take all the schooling again to become a doctor again. And now you have, like, you know, it kind of puts their, they didn't know either, you know, and some of them, like, I understand that, you know, to me, people are people and we should be helping them. But, you know, it's, the, the thing is, you have to have, solutions to where you're going to put people well we do have lots of land but where are you going to house people because the land isn't developed it's an it's it's a flawed analogy because the government are the parents that you never asked for not that kids ask for their parents but they're 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 your de facto governmental parents take care of your own bloody kids before you start you know wanting to save other people's children as 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 laudable as that might otherwise be neglecting your own kids so that you can you know, gain your social media virtue signaling points to say, oh, we're, we're right. a land. Come, well, while, the, while people like you have right. to have, anyway, um, what, what do you do to, um, to maintain a certain degree of, of optimism? Uh, I mean, you, 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 are, you are clearly psychologically strong. I, I presume that there are, there, what do you do to maintain, uh, to maintain your psychological well-being? It's daily struggle. It's a daily struggle because I don't know. Some days I have a lot of hope that, but then there's other days that where I think you're right. I'm being forced to crowdfund in order to just pay for not being in a long-term care facility, in which case I'd rather take maid anyway, because they're not going to turn me. They're not going to, they're not going to take proper care of me. They're understaffed. And I'm a, I'm a patient who requires a lot of care. So then I'm forced to go to somewhere for even sicker people. And there's only two of them. And in, in, even in our province. And then I think I would not be seeing my son and what is my life without that? And so I don't know the, what do I do? I, 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 I hope, and I think about the people that that have helped, the people that have stepped up and that have said, you know, we're not going to leave you behind. The people that have said, you know, I mean, when you've got veterans and their army slogans are, you know, we leave no man behind. You know, I dated a guy in the army for a long time and that was in the Canadian military for a long time and that was really well stressed. And they said it's no different just because you're not in the army and we're veterans we're not going to leave you behind, you know? And I, I feel a real sense of community around that. But then I think, you know, my story is going to fade into the background one, one day. And it's not, you know, you, you guys have so many important stories that you work on all the time. My story is going to fade into the background and what happens then? What am I going to do then? And so you know, maintaining any level of, you know, psychological strength is difficult. I think the only way I do it is through my son. He, you know, he's a funny kid, aren't they all? You know, they, you know, that's why I I love my job so much. And I mean, it's very difficult to look at what you don't have. I, I see the sun cracking through and I think, Wow, I wish I could fit out my my um, my patio door, but I can't. I can't fit out my patio door because I'm in a wheelchair. I, you know, I wish I could go out there, but I can't get out there. I wish, 
a lot of things, you know. I got jealous watching my son with his legs once, or, or envious, I guess was the word. And envious of watching your son run is not a good state to be in. And I had to wait, make sure that that never, ever came through to him. So I had to put myself in check and go, no, thank God your son can run. Because if this had been him, I don't even know what I would be doing. Um, you know, I probably would have put a lot more effort into it than I could now. But I wouldn't want to leave his side either. You know, and I don't have that ability, you know, now. It's, it's difficult. It's, you know, I just want to go outside and, and, you know, get back to nature in some way. And I do see a lot of people in wheelchairs do it. But again, it's through having money or having connections that they are able to to do that sort of thing. So in all I can hope to, to gain from this really is support through maybe people that are in my area that, you know, what, might... what area are you in again? Right now I'm in Bradford, Ontario, not Branford, Bradford, Bradford, Ontario. So like B R A D F O R D all one word sort of people, um, that could maybe, you know, we're, we're looking at the service dog idea and, but we're thinking like, what happens if I have to go to the hospital? Who's going to look after my service dog? You know, when I say we mean and anyone who's in my support group, I, I count as we, um, you know, sometimes that includes my son. Other times it doesn't based on whether it's an adult conversation. But um, I, I think that, you know, there's all these pros and cons to things and it's very overwhelming but i all i can hope to do is at least get the word out there and hope that these videos get pushed enough that enough people realize that this is real this is a real thing that that is not it it hasn't just happened to me that these people aren't all crazy and you know if you have to go digging through medical files and stuff I mean, I, I won't lie to you. I'm afraid that people are going to bring up things that are not relevant or that, you know, the government is going to come after me for speaking openly about this. Or I'm afraid of a lot of things. Are they going to shut down my bank accounts or are they going to do something to me? Like, I, I'm afraid of my own government now. And that's a fear I never had before. I mean, I used to think the scariest thing would be reading some of the bad comments. And now, you know, I've really put myself in a, I've really put myself out there. So I really at least hope that the least that can come out of it is that people hear the story and are not as afraid to come forward with their own. I mean, that's what my son said that really pushed me to do it that day. You know, and that was like six, seven, that would have been seven days ago to Thursday, tomorrow. Tomorrow makes day seven. I, I think uh, the first step is in as much as I can do anything, uh, it'll be putting your story on, on blast primarily so that you can uh, crowdfund what the government was, you know, what the government is supposed to do that are utterly incapable of, of, of doing. And then we'll take it from there. And there's a, there's a, there, there will be, there is nothing else to do. You, you'll scream at the top of your lungs right now. And, and in as much as uh, people will hear period. Uh, 
Now, we're going to talk off air for a bit. I've given everybody your, I'm going to put your Twitter feed in the description. The give, send, go is there. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I, will, I will not swear, but I will formally call out those bastards at all of Canadian legacy media. A bunch of freaking cowards and government tools is what they are. Uh, and, and even the politicians who are not speaking out about this uh, and, and instead focusing uh, Canadian resources, not on Canadians. So I'm going to put that all uh, out there as well. But I'll, I'll everybody snip, clip, share, share the give, send, go, and uh, we'll we'll hope for small miracles. And I'll I'll keep touching wood and fingers crossed for the bigger. I don't know what the prognosis is for like long term. Uh, it's not good. It's it's just to get worse or stay where you are. They're, they don't have good prognosis. I'll I'll I'll, I'll keep pr- finger, praying for something. Let's um let's you and I talk. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end this and we'll talk uh, offline. Uh, everybody else out there, um, n- now you know the story. You know her story, and you know the the utter lamentable state of our of our respective governments. And it's not, uh, it's it's atrocious. Uh, but we are. I, I know my side of the. I, everyone will be praying, and I, there are. Everyone will be praying. Period. So, that's it. Um, Stick around. Everyone out there, I'll see you in a bit. And um, Kayla, thank you for coming on and, and, and telling everybody. Okay, said thanks for having me.